Well, John, we talk a lot about uh, prep sports and activities. I just had a trip up to Alaska, and I'm I saw about forty whales. And I'm wondering, is there a is there a high school sport or activity that involves whales swimming oh. with them, racing them, wrestling them, anything? <laughs> I'm not aware of any whale activities. I do know in Hawaii they have. Uh, I don't think it's called kayak races, but you know the the traditional like out like on the Hawaii Five O. Closing, you know, the traditional Hawaiian boats. I know that's a high school activity there. And speaking of Hawaii, boy, this uh, this situation in Maui with these fires. Sure. Holy mackerel. I, I just Googled the Hawaii uh, Activities Association. It's not on Maui, but boy, there you know, there's a bunch of schools there. And what a disaster that is. So let's hope everybody, everybody can handle this the best way. I didn't mean to bring down your whale comment, but... Well, I'll also say that uh, we got to see some glaciers on this trip, and then on the way back, we found out that Juno, which is one of our stops, got flooded by because of a melting glacier at, just after we left. So I, I've seen that on the news. Yeah, that's that, amazing. When that uh, we talked earlier about, I was in Seattle uh, the last week of June for the National Federation Convention. My wife went along, and we had talked about maybe getting on a whale watching boat, but we just realized we probably didn't have enough time. That'd be at least half a day and the schedule was pretty tight. So, so I have never actually seen a whale, but that's on my bucket list. I'll tell you that. I promise to get to high school sports here quickly. Uh, I will say (laughs) that my wife, my wife is an expert scuba diver. We actually swam with whale sharks in Mexico once. And on this trip, we saw about 40 whales probably about 35 humpbacks about five orcas and some of them we saw from up close and they were breaching and it is spectacular i just cannot imagine absolutely spectacular good for you we will we will move on now this is preps today with john malay he's john malay with the mshsl.org organization brandon morton is our producer we're coming to you from the aquarius home services studio thanks as always to our longtime sponsor pizza barn in princeton and jody stay the uh, proprietor thanks also to all our Solar and propane, Minnesota propane, propane.com. Let's get it. It is August 10th, 2023. And this is kind of our unofficial first prep podcast of the new school and activity season. And let us start by welcoming the new school year. Yeah, Jim, we're in it. I mean, uh, it's uh, the last time you and I talked, uh, we were wrapping up the 22, 23 year. And here we are. The 23, 24 year is, is off. It's always a really exciting time. You know, it, the best thing about it for me is every team, every athlete at every school, everybody's got a clean slate now. Starting a new year, there's, you know, kids who were the, the younger kids. Now they're the older kids stepping up, and, and it's just so much fun. The big date, the big starting date is next Monday, August 14th. That's when everybody in every high school fall sport starts practice. But there are a few exceptions. This week, we've got 16 football teams. I think all, all, all or most are, are nine-player teams, and they're going to play zero-week games August 24th and 25th, so they got a one-week head start on the season. And we've talked about zero-week before. If teams can't fill their eight-game regular season schedule, they have the option of finding an, another opponent in the same pickle. They can start a week early, play their play games a week early, and then those teams take a bye during the regular season. So the rest of the football teams in the state, well, they'll play their first games August 31st and September 1st, uh, which will be exciting. Um, it's just uh, it's just a great time of year. I'm I'm I've been pouring over 
uh, schedules and my maps of Minnesota. You know, how long will it take me to get from here to there and from there to there and then back home? And uh, it's it's really it's really a fun time of year. I'm just trying to get the ball rolling here. There's going to be a lot of miles on the road, including today when we're done with the podcast. I'm heading down south, just east of Albert Lee, to one of these 11-player uh, football practices at Alden Conger, Glenville Evan, Evans. That's a co-op of small schools. On Monday, I'm going to head up to the Iron Range. I'm going to spend time with the defending state champs of of uh, nine-man football at Mountain Iron Buell. I'll stay up there that night. Tuesday, I'm going to visit Pequot Lakes on the way home, where their volleyball team had a great season. They were a state runner-up last year. So as the saying goes, let's go. No doubt. Yes. And you are our road warrior. You're going to be putting a million miles on your vehicle and bringing us back all the great stories. Uh, yeah, so let's start. I, gassed it, I gassed it up yesterday. I didn't want to wait till today to fill that baby up. So we're you ready to go. Al- you are always prepared. That. <laughs> all right. So let's start with the first specific story of the yeah. school year, the legend of Vern. Of Vern yeah. Yeah. This one I posted uh, a few days ago. Um, one of those nine man, well, we call them, we call them nine player football. Now we've changed the terminology because there were more than a hundred female football players last year. There'll be more this year. So we don't use nine man. We use nine player. So the first John's journal story of the year, which has been posted is it's kind of a profile of Mike Malin. He's the football coach up, up at Verndale. If you don't know where Verndale is, it's between Staples and Wadena. Hope that hope that clears it up for people who don't know the geography. Uh, Mike's a quiet guy. You know, he doesn't really get the publicity he deserves because he's not really he's not in the metro area. But he's the winningest football coach in Minnesota history. This is his fifth. This will will be his fifty fifth season as a head coach. All of them at Verndale. He's won four hundred and twenty six games. It's quite a it's quite a story. He was twenty years old, just out of Mayville State in North Dakota when he was hired to teach in Verndale and become the head football coach. That was 1969. Uh, Neil Armstrong had just set foot on the moon when this guy mm-hmm. began coaching that football team. He'll He's 75 years old. Uh, another amazing thing about Mike Malin, he, his teams in 54 seasons average more than 10 wins every year. And their regular season's only eight games. So you know mm-hmm. how good they are there at football in Verndale. And he told me a great story. I've talked to Mike a lot over the years and written about him. He told me a story I'd never heard, how he actually became a college student. He wasn't sure he was going to go to college. He grew up in Erskine, another another small town up in northern Minnesota. He really wasn't sure he was going to go to college, but uh, he was a senior, and he's out working in the yard one day. His high school basketball coach, Lowell Marty Martinson, drove up to the Malin's house, told the kid, get in the car which you couldn't do that now. There'd be trouble if, if anybody did that now. But it was, it was his coach. This was the 60s. Mike said they'd driven about 30 or 40 miles, and he just said, hey, where are we going? And the coach said, we're going to Mayville State. That's, a seven, that's 77 miles away from Erskine. We're going to Mayville State, and you're going to register for college today. And that's what he did. <laughs> he got home, and his mom said, where have you been? I was registering for college. I'm going to go to Mayville State. So it, it's an intriguing story about about an intriguing guy. So if you go to John's Journal at mshsl.org, you can read all about Mike Malin from Verndale, 55 years coaching that football team and the, the winningest coach in Minnesota football history. Wow. That's that's good stuff. 
And that's the kind of stuff you'll get all school year here with the Preps Today with John Millay. If you like the show, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And if you like any other shows at TalkNorth.com, Mike Grimm broke some uh, news on his show, the Go Gopher podcast, this week with Spencer Tollickson saying he's going to step away from broadcasting. Spencer's a really good guy. Uh, Minnesota product, University of Minnesota athlete, has uh, you know great pride in the university. I'll miss him, uh, but it's it's cool that he uh, he gave Mike that news. You can check out that show, all kinds of other sports, entertainment, and outdoor content at TalkNorth.com. Check it out, and we're able to do all this because of sponsors like Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, up at the Pizza Barn, boy, it's it's summer, and they are. Firing on all cylinders, Jim. Those food trucks are everywhere. Uh, they drive as many miles as I do, maybe more. Uh, you'll see one of those food trucks at the Minnesota Bluegrass Festival uh, this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Richmond, Minnesota, also on Saturday. The other truck will visit uh, the Reggae, Ska, and Rock Festival in Malacca. I did not know Malacca, Minnesota had a Reggae, Ska, and Rock Festival. And... Uh, if you go find that pizza bar and food truck, you will be happy. Uh, the pizza of the month for August is called the Sun-Kissed Chicken. Starts with a tomato and garlic pesto base. Then they throw on chicken, red onions, feta, parmesan. They top it with fresh tomatoes and fresh basil. That sounds like a great summer pizza. The Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton, it's a family-owned business for 40 years. It's a fixture in Princeton. Busy place, always a lot happening, great things, great great work in the community. They've got a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake, delivery. They cater. They've got a great lunch buffet Monday through Friday. So as we always say, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for being part of our podcast. Yes, thank you, Jody. Thanks also to one of our sponsors across the network. Uh, that is All Energy Solar. Really simple. All energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. Find out more about All Energy Solar for your home or business at allenergysolar.com. If you want to be more specific about it with installation, allenergysolar.com slash coach. Also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy Every day, a diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is important during Minnesota's distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid, and propane's benefits don't end major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Back to our content, Minnesota's track star. Yeah, Jim, it's not really track season, especially on the high school level, but we've got a young man who's really making waves. I've talked about him on the show before. His name is Juriad Hughes Jr. He's days away from his senior year at Irondale High School. He he made some big splashes this spring. He uh, uh, set a, broke a long time, like a 40-year-old state record in the long jump. He was a state champion in that event. 
this last weekend, he re- he went worldwide here. He uh, competed at the under-20 Pan American Games in Puerto Rico. Dude wins the long jump, extends his his state record. Uh, he went 24 feet, 11 and three-quarter inches. That's a three-quarters of an inch past his previous state record. And the way this works, he did, he did, that was not in a technically a high school meet, but he's a high school athlete for Minnesota. That's the state record. Uh, he's also a football player. This kid is an athlete. I'm going to try to get out and, uh, and write about him yet this fall. Certainly somebody to watch. He's got a year of high school left, so Jury Ed Hughes Jr. at Irondale. We're going to keep our eyes on him. Uh, let's go to the Kansas plan. I'm not sure yeah. I ever really want to follow in Kansas's footprints, uh, but maybe you have something for me. I, this is incredible, Jim. When I was at the National Federation Convention in Seattle, I attended a workshop with someone from the Kansas State High School Activities Association, KSHSAA, Kesha, they call it, Kesha, something like that. They launched a new website two years ago, which is dedicated to media coverage of high school sports and activities in Kansas. Uh, I was blown away by what I heard. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a one man band doing what I do, but you know, we've got more than 500 schools in Minnesota. It's a big state. I, I can't be everywhere. Kansas has figured out how to have people everywhere. They hired four full-time sports reporters, all from Kansas newspapers. They all live in four different areas of the state and they write exclusively for this uh, Kansas Association website. They're, they're full staff members, full pay, full benefits. Question is, how do you pay for that? How do you do that? Because, you know, these budgets at all these state associations are strapped. Uh, they found a sponsor, a, a bank in Kansas, a, a kind of a regional bank company that pays for this. It's a great, you know, and the bank gets great, great uh, visibility here. Their logos on everything. Uh, they do a ton of things, and, and I don't know this for sure. Somebody told me the bank basically pays about $400,000 a year to cover the expenses for four full-time reporters and this website. Uh, if you want to look at that, it's it's Kesha Covered is what it's called, K-S-H-S-A-A Covered. It's really cool. They do a good job. Right now they got a bunch of previews up for the fall season. I'm not saying we can pull this off in Minnesota, but at some point, I'm not going to be doing this job with the high school league anymore. And man, if if something like that could happen here, something close to that, uh, you know, high school sports and activities they're really important in in our state. And the more coverage, the better. So I'm going to give Kansas a pat on the back uh, for doing something like this. It's it's this isn't isn't done anywhere else in the country, and it's it's really a great way to just shine more lights and brighter lights on, on high school activities and. And Kansas has figured this thing out. That's great to hear. That's really yeah, cool. You know, it also tells you that here's a sponsor in Kansas mm-hmm. that believes in high school sports and activities, the high school experience so strongly that they're willing to invest that much, you know, and they get a lot back. They get a lot of, uh, a lot of eyeballs on their logos and their website, and it's just an exceptional partnership. So good, good on Kansas. That's fantastic. All right, great. Well, let's wrap up this show with, I, I did not expect to see this on John's list of topics, <laughs> but he's a he's a diverse guy. We've already talked about whale sharks. I think we can talk about yeah. this. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, I was on vacation for a stretch in July, and uh, the Barbie movie came out on my wife's birthday. I'm a pretty good husband once in a while. So we went along to the movie, and I'm kind of joking about it. You know, 
I'm, I'm an, I'm a dad. I'm a grandpa. I'm joking about, oh, I'll be the only guy in there, but there were many other males in the theater and I was blown away by the Barbie movie. You know, I just, it's, I was laughing hard one minute into it. The opening of this, if you're, if you're into movies, it's, it's really, it's really something. Have you seen it, Jim? I have not. Okay. I think you should. It's really smart. It's really funny. It doesn't take itself seriously. They really, uh, Greta Gerwig is the director. They really came up with something cool here. And, you know, there's some good lessons in it too. So the Barbie movie, total thumbs up. And then Oppenheimer, we saw that, uh, a couple of days later, pardon the pun, that one blew me away. It just, uh, it's, it's not the Barbie movie. It's much longer. <laughs> it's very, it's, you know, it's about the development of nuclear weapons is what it is. And it's very dense. There are a lot of characters. There's a lot happening. I want to see it again. Really, really well done. You know, and I, I love reading about history and watching movies and documentaries about history. And I learned a lot about that. It's based on a book that I might that I might pick up. It's like an 800-page book, but I might do that. So thumbs up for Barbie and Oppenheimer. We also watched the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, I will be brief and say I was not blown away, but I didn't expect to be blown away, though, you know. That horse is, if that horse isn't dead, it's uh, it's laying down in the stall. The Indiana Jones movies, great run, great movies. But, uh, you know, is Harrison Ford, is he 80? I don't know. But, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, wait until it's on cable, I would say, if you want to watch it, if you're a big fan. But Barbie and Oppenheimer, fabulous, fabulous summer movies. That is great to know. I, my wife and I might go out and check the Barbie movie out. I actually, I, I, Oppenheimer intrigues me. I'm not sure. It's like, it's such heavy material. Yes. I don't think of it as summer escapism. Maybe it's a, right. a weeknight in October type of movie. Yeah, that's what I said to my wife. I said, if that thing's on HBO or Netflix or whatever, I want I, I want to watch it again. You know, I, I wouldn't be averse to going back to the theater again, trying to catch up with what I didn't catch the first time, but... Yeah, it's it's not your summer. It's not a it's not a superhero movie. You don't walk out of there clicking your heels. You, <laughs> you walk out of there with your head down like holy crap, this is serious business. You know, because they didn't. There's a there's a really cool part of the movie. Matt Damon plays an army general and kind of in charge of this project, and he basically realizes when they test this first bomb out in the desert. Uh, it could destroy the world. It could start a chain reaction in the atmosphere and destroy the earth. <laughs> so, so no, it's not the Barbie movie. <laughs> I'm glad they opted against destroying the world. Yeah. We, they well, well, they only destroyed well, Okay. We're not even going to go down that road. <laughs> no, there, there are too, too many things we can, too, too many things we can talk about. Yeah. I will say thank you for the movie reviews. Thanks for telling me about Kansas. Thanks for telling me about, uh, the great coach in Verndale. This is a good start to the year. Looking forward to a full season of John Millay's reporting and insights. And hey, thanks to everybody who listens to this show and talknorth.com.